Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Engineering Judgment Podcast. I'm Kyle and we're going to be talking about how I keep zero emails in my inbox. And not just right at this moment either. I've kept my inbox at zero messages for around the past 7 years and counting. I'm able to find an email from any project in that time period in about 20 seconds. Maximum, I would say under 4 minutes if it has attachments. And you may be thinking this is too good to be true, but in reality, it's just the result of a carefully crafted email system that I've been working on so far, and it's been going pretty well for me. I did this because even when I had just started my first job out of college, I began to see the importance that email was going to play in my work life. I would say that over 75% of the conversations that I have with people both inside and outside of the companies I work at was by email. Uh, Sometimes this is simply because it's the easiest way to get a hold of someone, and other times it comes in handy because I want a written record of that conversation to actually exist somewhere. And holding all these conversations together is email organization. Now, email organization is almost always overlooked, and I feel that there's a great need for a system to help make sense of the overwhelming mess that an inbox can become if just left untamed and to its own accord. I personally shudder when I see someone's inbox with hundreds, if not thousands, which I've seen, of emails just thrown into the generic inbox folder, in- intermingling with other projects and priorities. It only gets worse when all of the subject lines are vague and named pretty close to the same, or even identically to other emails uh, from different projects. Try to find introduction email to 500 projects, and you'll quickly see the problem. And searching through this mess becomes a huge hassle and wastes valuable time that could be spent actually taking care of the problem at hand or really doing anything else at all. The primary means of communication that you use should be a means to make sense of just the general confusion, not add to it. Unfortunately, most everyone that I've met so far has what they call an email system, but I've never seen it work in their favor. Um, Every time I end up asking someone for an email that they've sent within the last year, or sometimes even the last week, it commonly becomes an order that lasts for the better part of an hour just tracking down a simple message, even more of an ordeal if it's like an email chain that was split up into multiple messages for a complex issue. And so now, just think of your own email inbox for a minute. Could you find a certain email from something a week ago in under a minute? Now what about from a month ago? How about a year ago or longer? I'm sure there are times that you wish you'd been able to get something quickly and either took an unnecessary amount of time to do so, or you just gave up entirely. Now, the strategy that I'm about to describe may not work exactly how you need your system to work, but I hope that it will at least be a good starting point for you. You should definitely customize this to work, you know, how you would benefit from it the most. Just make sure to set some objective criteria to measure any changes that you make. For instance, you can keep a time limit that you have to be able to stay under in order to keep your system working efficiently. The last thing that we want to do is create a burdensome process that's really more hassle than it's worth. You don't want to burden yourself with so much just nonsense that you give up because it's just not worth it. My own personal criteria for changes that I make to the system and check against are this. 
One, I should be able to classify incoming emails in under 16 seconds, uh, generally a lot faster than that. And two, I should be able to find any email that I have in this system in also 16 seconds. Now, I do have a maximum of four minutes uh, as a little note to this second one, and that's it. The entirety of my test criteria for keeping my email system running smoothly was those two items. Now, you may be wondering why I have two times listed for finding emails, and that's just really something of a necessity for the type of work that I do. I get a lot of CAD files, and the longer time of four minutes is only used when I'm searching for an attachment that someone has sent me. It's because the opening time of the attachments can take a while, so I like to give myself extra time so I don't throw out good changes to the system when in reality it's just a limitation to how fast my computer can open the types of files that I receive on a daily basis. These criteria have worked pretty well for me so far, but I will be continually you know, trying to improve those numbers, bring them down as low as possible. So let's talk about the system for just a bit here. I work on discrete projects, but you can adapt this technique and use it for any type of work, I think. For example, let's say I just got an email on a brand new project that's been assigned to me. For every email I get, the first thing I do is add appropriate tags to the subject line so it can be easily organized and searched. Anything that I add to an email subject line, like project numbers or any keywords, those are common items that I add, those are placed in brackets at the beginning of the subject line. This way I know what I added and what the original message subject line was. Sometimes it can be handy to know what you added and what was there to begin with, especially if you're trying to help someone else try and find this email in their awful so-called organization system. After that, I read the email carefully and decide if I need to follow up with it or reply, and if so, I add the little quick follow-up flag to the email and move it to the project folder that belongs to. Now, I move it if at that point if it's for an existing project. If it's an entirely new project like what we're talking about here, there's a couple of extra steps. When I get a new project, one of the first things I do is set up its folder structure in my email. I have a top level folder called projects and inside that I add a folder that has the project number and the customer's name. The top level folder is where internal communication only is stored any email traffic that will never be sent outside the company is stored here, uh, purely internal use only. Inside that top-level project folder, I had folders called customer and vendor. The customer folder is where I put all of the emails that have the customer copied or have even the potential for that message chain to be sent to the customer. Likewise, the vendor folder holds all the messages from my suppliers that I've quoted a part or service from and those that were actually buying something for this particular project. And that's really the basic setup for how I organize every project's emails that I work on. You can adjust this folder structure, of course, to fit how you need it to work, but I would highly recommend that you don't nest more than two levels deep because it can quickly become a hassle to drag and drop your emails where they belong if you have to go through this really convoluted folder structure. You'll really just have to experiment to find out the best way to handle it for your needs. And now the... The other main part of my organization system is custom search folders. Now I do this in Outlook, uh, but these search folders allow me to quickly see how much attention a particular project requires with a quick glance. Each project gets two search folders, one that's called project number dash information requests and one called project number dash follow up. 
a nice feature of search folders in Outlook at least, is I have the number of emails inside that search folder shown in brackets next to the folder name. This way I can easily see if there's anything to do in there without having to click through each folder individually. That's nice because I'm generally working on several projects. This allows me to keep track of any project that might start to get too many questions or follow-up items that need to be addressed. And I can focus on getting those resolved before it gets to an overwhelming point and I start to fall behind. It's also an easy way to tell if a project is starting to snowball out of scope. When you open one of these search folders, it will show you the folder that each email is actually located in in the, um, the actual project folder itself. This is nice since I have each project folder having a vendor and customer folder. Those are the groupings that show up in the search folders, and that's what the emails are displayed under inside each search folder. I like that little detail a lot because it allows me to tell, you know, what follow-up I have to have with the customer or with a vendor, and I don't, you know, have to open each email to see which side of the project those are on. Now to talk about those folders individually. The follow-up folder for a project contains all of the messages that I either need to reply to or that contain a task that I need to complete. It serves as a kind of simple to-do list for a project that I can work through and mark complete as I go. It works because I have the quick click in Outlook set to the follow-up flag with no associated due date. The search folder looks for emails that have the correct project number and the follow-up flag to display here. Now I also keep a more detailed project journal for every project that I work on but it's closely tied with this folder for anything that needs to be sent externally. Now the project's information request folder allows me to see all of the questions that I have asked either my customers or vendors about anything that requires them to respond. Anything that I need will show up here. This folder comes in very handy when I'm asked what's holding up a specific project or if I've asked the customer something specific. It works slightly differently from the follow-up folder because it uses a custom category as an identifying tag along with a project number. I've named a tag information request and I apply it to any email that I want to track in this folder for a project. After I get an email back from a customer or a vendor, I check this folder to see if it answers one or more of the questions and clear the category for those emails if it does. I tend to like this tactic quite a lot because I work on several projects at once and it can become quite difficult to remember if I've asked all of the appropriate questions on each one. Now, I'm sure out there, there are those who have developed much superior methods to controlling their email, and I would really like to hear about it. Maybe I can use some of your tactics to improve my system and become more efficient. Please reach out to me with any tips that you have and, you know, would like to share to help others in similar situation to yours. I hope that my quick explanation of my own process has helped someone out there better control their email and maybe make their job a little less stressful. If you end up using this method or a modified version of it, please let me know that as well. There's not a lot to it. It's just a few simple rules that, that I tried to stick to, and it's um, worked well for me so far. I'd also like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Engineering Judgment Podcast. Please leave feedback on the show as well as what topics you'd like to see me cover in future episodes. You can reach me on Twitter at ENGRJudgment or by email at engineeringjudgmentshow at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next time.